Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. I'm Adam Homie. I'm your host, and you are tuned in to the right place if you are a business creator. Now, our business creators tend to fall into four categories. Category one are entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. Category two, marketing and business coaches. Category three are the folks who help others build their businesses and win at the game at marketing, including marketing and business coaches, web designers, graphic designers, social media managers, and the like. And, of course, do-it-yourselfers who run your own businesses. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, and discover how our experts can help you win at business at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, take a moment Search iTunes for Business Creators Radio Show and check out our podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the message. Now, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to use webinars to grow your list, convert more buyers, and get more clients. This is one of the top three topics that I get asked about all the time, that I see happen in discussion groups all the time, that people want to know more about. My own clients constantly want to know more about this. I want to know more about this. This is really important, especially in the age of digital marketing, in the age of online marketing, in the age of the uh, in the age of instant gratification, as I like to call it, where we need information fast, we want it from the comfort of our living room, and at the same time, we as marketers and we as business creators need to be able to use this as a vehicle to convert more prospects into clients and customers for life. And for today's guest, I am especially honored to have the man known as Mr. Monetizer, J.P. Moroni, with us. J.P., how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing fine, sitting on top of the world with both legs hanging off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So just to tell you a little bit about today's show, uh, I think I covered this very briefly already. Most of us know that hosting and promote, promoting webinars grows your list and converts more prospects into customers than a PDF special report. It's because there's more immediacy, there's more urgency, and there's more action. We've done many tests, we've done many studies, and it's consistently proven that posting and promoting a webinar will get you more subscribers than simply offering a static PDF special report. The problem is, is that so many marketers have no idea how to properly design, promote, and host webinars to convert. I hear the stories all the time. I put on this webinar, I spent eight hours playing this webinar, and then dull thud, nobody bought. It's painful. Now, to help us solve this, we're so excited to have J.P. Moroni with us, and he's going to reveal some of the secrets about how webinars can help you grow your list, get more clients, sell more products, and increase your bottom line, which ultimately is what we're all here for. So before we dive into the subject matter today, uh, let's take a step back, J.P., and just give our listeners a chance to get to know you a bit. Tell us a little bit about your background and your story and what brought you to where you are today, where you're known across the world as Mr. Monetizer. <laughs> well, you know, up until about, I guess it was about 2005, 2006, I was not an Internet guy. And I, okay. I had an email address, you know, but and and we had a, a bit of a website for some of the companies that we had built. We had, I had a training company called People Builders back in the day, and uh, before that, I was a speaker, and we owned a training company that produced monthly videos. We'd send out a video to companies with like ten to fifty employees, and people lovingly called it JP Sermon of the Month. But it was uh, back in the VHS, <laughs> and then we finally got into DVDs, but. Um, started that back in 2000, 1999-2000, and started putting out that program. And it was um, somewhere around 2005-2006 I started hanging out on the Internet. I found a forum called Copywriters Board, Michelle Fortin. I don't know if you know him or not. He's from Canada. He's a great yeah. marketer and copywriter. And he, he used to run a forum. Um, started hanging out there with guys, and and I, you know, I had studied direct response marketing, but not so much copy itself. And when I went in, I told the guys, I said, I know how to grow companies, I know how to sell stuff, and I will bring value to this group where I can. But I've got lots and lots of questions, and I'm going to be a student as well. And that's one of the things I always tell people: know what you know and know what you don't know. But I went in there and I shared where I could. I had case studies. I was literally in the midst of running, you know, campaigns and marketing with clients of mine, doing consulting deals, and I would come into that group and actually share case studies. 
And the more I shared, the more people realized that I did know what I was talking about. And even though maybe I didn't know all of the headline formulas back then and I didn't know how to write blind bullets or fascinations and I didn't know how to write deck copy and all those things that I know nowadays um, because I've become a student of of copywriting over the years, back then I did know how to create revenue. And people would come in and ask questions about growing their company or producing a campaign or getting clients or whatever, and I would connect the dots and just – it really is like breathing for me. I would find hidden opportunities to make money. And somebody in the room in that, that, in that forum started calling me Mr. Monetizer, and other people started calling me that, and it just kind of stuck. And eventually I kind of adopted the moniker. But it's, um, you know, I have a background in publishing and advertising long, you know, many years before I got in the speaking business. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate to learn some good stuff over the years. We've had peaks and valleys. Tanya and I have gone through some of the worst, worst, and some of the best, best. And um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've learned some stuff that I can apply and help other people with their business as well as the way that we grow our own companies. I eat my own dog food, as I tell people. I mean, we actually right. do the things that we tell other people to do. I just ran an authoring program. I teach. I have a, a one of my products is a program that teaches people how to write a book in 30 days or less actually without writing a single word, and they can actually author the book in about two to three hours total authoring time. And as I was taking the people through that program, I I wrote a book parallel and and was working on this book parallel beside them doing the exact same things that I was telling them to do. And so I think that's important. Um, I, I heard a long time ago, never, ever, ever ask a poor person how to get rich. And right. I, I think that's a model for saying, you know, don't follow people that don't do what they're trying to tell you to do. So it um, it became a moniker, and that's kind of where I, what brought me to where I am today. Yeah, there's the old joke about there are those who do it and those who teach it, uh, and I've heard that one before as well. But you raise a very good point, and this is one of the things that I like so much about you is that not only are you teaching people how to do this stuff, but you're out there doing it. I mean, every time I turn around, you have another webinar you're hosting, just if we want to talk about today's topic. So here in the Business Creators Radio Show, as I mentioned, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners tell me they have everything that they need to succeed at this except for time and money. Now, do you see this as an issue for your clients and customers? Um, I see it as an excuse a lot of people make. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, we'll, we'll make every excuse in the world for, for ourselves if we're allowed to. But the, the fact is, is that, Everybody has the same amount of time, and there's money running in the streets. If you don't think so, go out there on you know Black Friday and watch people standing in line and and dropping money on things that they don't need, and you know go get go out to a restaurant on Friday night and look at the hour hour and a half wait and all that kind of stuff. So people spend money on the things they want to spend money on, and they invest their time in the things that they want to invest their time on. But here's what I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't know, and that is about leverage. And you can leverage time and you can leverage money. For example, if, if, you, um, if you know, you remember I, I said a few minutes ago, know what you know and know what you don't know. If you know what you don't know, then you can get people to do the things that you don't know or don't do well, and that can allow you to leverage time to create greater results. And the other thing is with, with money, um, there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say in the South. I mean, <laughs> when you think about how to get access to new markets, I have a thing I call marketing leverage, which is Jay Abraham calls it joint ventures or host beneficiary relationships. But it's basically the idea that you can take a relationship with one person and reach a lot of people. Now, you and I didn't form any kind of a joint venture relationship. You just invited me on your show. But this is actually a form of marketing leverage. Based on a single relationship, and you said you'd been following me for a while, uh, you reached out to me and asked me to come on the show, but because of this one singular relationship, I'm going to reach however many hundreds of thousands of people through your program. It's the exact same way in any kind of marketing. There's someone out there who's already sold to the people that you want to sell to, and they already have a relationship. They've already invested the time and energy. They've already built the trust and the bonding, and all you have to do is leverage off of those relationships. I don't think that's a great way to scale a business, but it certainly takes away the excuse 
of not being able to, to go out and sell a product and get access to new markets. I think, you know, when you start thinking about other forms of leverage, advertising is one of them. I'm in the process, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but I'm in the process of setting up a hedge fund, and our hedge fund is actually going to invest in direct response marketing arbitrage, which means what I'm about to tell you, the exact same thing I'm talking about with leverage. You can go and invest a dollar in paid traffic and generate $2 or $3 or $5 or $10 in profits off of that dollar invested in traffic. That's marketing leverage. So once you have a high converting offer and you get it in front of the right people, which is something I want us to talk about when we talk about the three key things that every single webinar must have if it's going to be profitable, and I'm going to give that away today on, on your show. But part of that is having that irresistible offer and something that people will act on and take, take swift and, and immediate action with. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's really fantastic. And, you know, you raised the point, too, about the connections. And I've largely grown my business by participation in discussion groups. In fact, you and I have gotten to know each other in part because you're the moderator of one of my favorite Facebook discussion groups, which is called Webinar Marketing. And I love some of the conversations that go on in there and some of the things that get discussed. Now, let's start out by asking, you know, what do you see are some of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs and online marketers make with hosting and designing and promoting webinars? Uh, well, there's a lot of mistakes, and, and a webinar is a chain effect. So if you think about it, you need to be able to get people's attention so that they'll click on a link, so that they'll register for a webinar, so that they'll show up for a webinar, so that they'll stay on a webinar, so that they'll take action and buy an offer or potentially watch a replay later and take an action. And so there's a lot of pieces in that. I created an event called Webinar Wonks where I brought together all six, seven, and eight-figure income earners, and we all use webinars, and we did a mastermind. And that was exactly how we approached the mastermind. We broke it down into those components and those pieces. So in the time that we have here today, we're not going to, there's no way we're going to attack all of those pieces. But I want to tell you the three critical elements, and I'll go ahead and reverse them as mistakes. Number one is going after a market that's not a rabid market, that doesn't have a pain so painful and so um, uh, um, problematic for them that they're willing to pay to solve that problem. Number two is not having proof that whatever it is that you're proposing works. And number three is not having a compelling or irresistible offer. So, like, if you want to say what are the big mistakes, those are the big ones because those are the three key elements. If you get those three right, you can make a lot of other mistakes. You can be not the best teacher. You can have, uh, you know, flub up on your technology or whatever. But if you get those three pieces right, then you can actually sell using webinars. Yeah, and I'm going to ask your thoughts on that in a few moments here because one of the biggest challenges that a lot of people have with webinars comes down to the technology. In fact, let's do that now. One of the big topics of conversations I see not only in your group, but just in general across so many discussion groups and then so many people ask me this question is, you know, what is the best platform to use for webinars? We hear about GoToWebinar. We hear about Google Hangouts. We hear about the Evergreen business system and all the pros and cons. So technologically speaking, what do you suggest people do? Well, go to what we're. I think we're at a tipping point right now. GoToWebinar has been the workhorse for many years, and they still have a great product. There, it it has very few flaws. Um, it has some undesirable, or, or it's missing some desirable features, but the thing works, and it has worked well for a long time. Not the least expensive thing out there. I have because I've been doing webinars so long. I have what they call a legacy account. So for $99 a month, I can put up to 1,000 people on a GoToWebinar line. If you go out and try to buy that same uh, package today, 1,000 will cost, seats will cost you if it's five or six or $700 or something. And it's $99 to put 100 people on the line. And so a lot of people, and then they have some things in between there. So people run into that and they get all hung up about that. Well, the fact is, is that, I, I trust me, it doesn't matter how much money I make on a webinar. It would still annoy me if I had to pay five or 600 bucks right now for GoToWebinar. It just yeah. seems like a ridiculous number for whatever reason. Um, but if you have to do it, understand that webinars have so much um, selling power that it can easily be a positive ROI for you. So one webinar can do 2000 10000 50000 100000 or more in sales. We've done it. I've helped clients do it. I mean, it, it happens. 
So that investment is not something to worry about. And then also what you what you have to understand is that unless you have somebody with a big blowtorch list or maybe you have a big list and you've just never done webinars, the likelihood of you putting more than 100 people on your first webinar is pretty low anyway. So you sure. can start small and scale up as you need it. Uh, with GoToWebinar, you can bounce up and come back in size and all that. So anyway, I wouldn't sweat that too much. But I noticed in your notes you had, you had mentioned something about Google Hangouts, and a lot of people have talked about that. And then you mentioned evergreen webinars, you know, the, the, the automated webinars. So let right. me address this. First, it's just a platform. Years ago when I was getting in the speaking business, my mentor asked me a question. He said, JP, what would you rather do, sell people one at a time or get them all in one room and sell them at the same time? And that made a lot of sense to me because speaking in public, standing up on an actual physical stage, whether it's in, at a rotary club in front of you know, 25 local business owners or if it's you know, literally on a big stage in front of 10,000 you know, network marketers or something, it's still a stage and it's still an opportunity to sell in mass and, and it's leverage. It goes back to that whole mar- idea of marketing leverage. But yes. the webinar is simply a technological virtual iteration of that. You know, long before we had webinars, we had teleseminars. And long before we had free teleseminar lines, we had bridge lines that literally could cost you like 20 bucks or 50 bucks per attendee, per line. I, rem- I remember that. I, I, yeah. yeah, I haven't been around all Back that long, but I'm around just long enough to remember that, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So bridge lines. I mean, you know, going back a while. But again, the same kind. It could cost you several hundred dollars or more to put on a single event with an old school bridge line back in the day. But the fact is, is it was still selling in mass. Well, webinars are just another iteration of that. Hangouts are another iteration of that. Now, there's some interesting things that I think Google Hangout. Number one, Google has invested massive, massive money over the last six months in their Hangout and on-air and YouTube Live tool. So it has come a long way. Six months ago, a year ago, it was a toy. It was, you know, you could try it out, you could use it, but you sure didn't want to bank your money getting on it. You know, if you were going to do a webinar to make money, you didn't want to bank it on, on Hangouts working. That is no longer the case. Hangouts are pretty stable, and, and they're amazing. I mean, there's some really, really killer things. Um, I'm working behind the scenes on a launch right now with um, Easy Webinar, which is Casey um, uh, Zeman's product. But yes. it's, uh, it, that product will actually allow you to do a Google Hangout and then immediately, as soon as it finishes, turn it into an automated event. You go in there and set the times of when you want it to run. If you want it to be a one-time encore, if you want it to run three times a day every day, or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, you can choose those things. So Hangouts tied to, because Google doesn't provide this right now, so Hangouts tied to some kind of tool. David Sprague had one built. He's one of my clients. Um, there's uh, Mark Thompson has one. Casey Zeman has one. There's several different people out there that have tools. I think um, uh, Michael Sam's coming out with he, you know, they had Evergreen Business Systems, him and Hector, but uh, he and Hector and um, uh, Andy Jenkins are coming out with a new product that's going to be. There's a lot of people have tools coming out. So it's a, it's a it's such an important part of our industry that people are jumping all over it. So you'll see lots and lots of things. It's kind of like the Wild West right now. Um, so you're going to see lots of people come out, and then I figure eventually it'll shake out, kind of like you see autoresponders. You know, eventually you'll have your Get Response and your AWeber and your Infusionsoft at a high level, and your um, uh, Go to um, um, Office Autopilot or Entreport at a high level, that kind of stuff. So I think the same thing will happen. But Hangouts are a very interesting mechanism and tool for you to use if you want to get into webinars. And the cool thing is it doesn't cost you a single dime to use Google Hangouts. Now, you have to spend some money to buy a tool or use a tool on a monthly basis that will allow you to have the registration components. There's two different things. Google Hangouts are a delivery mechanism, but you still need a way to register people for those events. Right. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right about that. And that touches on another point is that I hear conversation about, well, can I have just one tool that does everything where everything just integrates seamlessly? And sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes your registration vehicle is separate from your delivery vehicle, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, you know, my suggestion is, and I think this kind of dovetails with you said, is don't get overly hung up on the technology. Find one that works for you. Is that pretty much what you said? 
Yeah, find one that works for you. We've seen people in the in the uh, Facebook group talk about Meeting Burner, for example. It has an amazing feature list if you look at the feature list. And I do know they've made some improvements. I, I'd seen some people talking about that, but I would say if you have if you talk to ten people that have used Meeting Burner, seven of them will say that it failed them on audio or some big major issue right in the middle of something that that you know it ended up costing right. them a lot of money. So um, there's a lot of tools out there, but if you just want to go to the the proven winner, go to Webinar and do it for you. If you want to tiptoe out there a little bit and try something new, um, Hangouts is is really, I think, the the next frontier. And the value that it brings in showing live video, uh, I don't know if you know Carl White, but he's a friend of mine. He's in the mortgage industry. He's an Internet marketer, but he, he sells primarily to loan officers. And he's probably yeah. the largest marketer in that in that niche in the world. And um, Carl talks about this. They have actually on GoToWebinar you can't have live video, but he has actually put his little webcam on and put just the little you know what he sees of himself that little box of his webcam and brought right. it, put it on the front while he's doing a webinar so that the people looking at GoToWebinar at home can see him on that video and it looks like an old Japanese movie. It's uh you know, <laughs> it's it's out of sync and the audio and the video and it herky jerky because go to webinar does not operate at thirty frames per second like traditional video does. So it's it's it sure. stutters. And um he said but when he put the video behind where people couldn't see it because it looked so bad, people were like, Hey, 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 what happened to the video? Can you put the video back up? People like the idea of seeing you and seeing that you're a real person, not like being on some CNN set or anything, but that you're a real human being just like them doing the thing that they want to do. So it's, I think Google Hangouts gives you that on a silver platter with the ability to have live motion video. Right. I co-host a Google Google Hangout every Friday, and the technology is what it is. I mean, you know, nothing in this world, I believe, is perfect. And we've had a couple Hangouts crash on us, and we've had, in one case, Google did like a critical update to Hangouts right in the middle of our event. They cut it off. It was kind of sad in a way. And we sometimes have issues with the picture quality just because of the Internet and things like that. But what we really Mm -hmm. focus on is the sound quality because, just like you pointed out, uh, you know, uh, Carl White, and he does the video of himself on GoToWebinar because it doesn't sync. It does look like a poorly dubbed Japanese movie or vice versa where you hear the words, but it doesn't match what his mouth is doing. Most people will forgive that as long as the sound is good. They they like to see a voice, and most people intellectually understand that maybe there's an Internet transmission issue. I mean, you see this a lot on YouTube videos where you watch it for the first five minutes and everything sounds good, and then the sound still comes through, but then the vi- the picture goes off sync. And what do you do? You just keep watching it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And as you said, sound, I mean, think about it. We were doing teleseminars long before we were doing webinars, and we sold a whole boatload of stuff on those teleseminars. I, I'm i always testing out and looking at other people's marketing funnels and models, and a guy sent me a link the other day, and I, w- I walked all the way through his funnel, and part of the funnel had you call in on a pre-recorded message, and I called in on a pre-recorded message. I wanted to hear how the pitch was done. So it's... It, People get hung up on one technology over another when really the, the, the key is making sure that you have that rabid market, that you have proof it works, and that you create an irresistible offer. If you put those together, the technology is secondary. Right, right. And, and speaking of something you mentioned, I remember 15 years ago, I mean, we're talking about the end of the 20th century. I was fresh out of college, and I was looking for a job, and I remember I was speaking with a recruiter. The gentleman's name is uh, – is Bob Davenport. I still remember his name. He's in the Pittsburgh area. And when I looked him up in the yellow pages, again, this tells you how dated this is. When I looked up his ad in the yellow pages, it said, call this toll-free number for my straight talk message. And what was really cool Mm -hmm. about it is it was just him talking for like three or four minutes just about some of the uh, realities of the job search market and what you need to do to present yourself and how to work with a recruiter and things like that. It was only about three minutes but it's something that nobody else was doing. And I didn't end up working with the guy. I actually ended up accepting another job offer. 
but I just found it very interesting, and it really helped him stand out. And I, and I think about that to this day when we hear this, because to this day you see this a lot in local marketing. Uh, you have people who put up the phone number, and then you'll hear a recorded message. So that's, I mean, yep. that, that's something that's timeless. It's all selling, it's all marketing. Yeah, it's all selling yeah. and it's all marketing. Uh, it was funny, Dan Kennedy, um, Yannick Silver had him speak at one of his underground events one time, and and um, Dan Kennedy got up and basically, um, you know, he's abrasive anyway. And he got up and, and he said, all you guys think you're in the Internet marketing business. You're not in the Internet marketing business. There is no such thing as Internet marketing. There's just marketing. You just happen to be using the Internet as a tool. Well, he was right. It's, you know, it's a Hangout. It's a webinar. It's a recorded message. It's a sales letter. It's a CD. It's a DVD. It, it's all still selling. That's very true, and spoken by the guy who doesn't have email, who doesn't get on the phone, who you communicate with via fax. I mean, even Dan Kennedy's own <laughs> team members say that when he put together the GKIC newsletter, he'll write the stuff and then he'll FedEx it to them, and then they have to retype it. Uh, so, And if that guy can be successful and he uses those technologies to be successful, that tells you that worrying about the platform for your webinar, which platform is best, really truly is secondary. I just wanted to bring that point out. Yep, yep, it sure, it sure is. Yeah, now something I want to develop just a little bit further here, and you know, you're talking about uh, the idea of recording webinars, uh, having autopilot webinars. I'd just like to get your thoughts on this. Should we always host our webinars live? Uh, should we pre-record them and put them on autopilot? Should we mix? What do you see are some of the pros and cons? Like, what do you recommend? Well, there, those are two different things. That, okay. That's a, that's the a key. Is it's not a matter of either or. I think it's just the application of it. Um, I mean, I know people that do either or. So there are folks that only do automated webinars, and there are folks that only do uh, live webinars. And then there's people that do both, but they have their own their own uh, application. There's a. I'll talk about a hybrid version of that in just a second, but. Live okay. webinars done done right. Live webinars give you an ability to hone your um, hone your message, you know, each time you present and get better and better at it. A lot of people, I've, I've seen them go out and buy a package, like they'll buy Evergreen or whatever, one, you know, Stealth or something, and they want to sit down and record a webinar and then start running that webinar, running traffic to that webinar. I I personally do not encourage that. I think you should do your webinar live several times until you've honed the message, until you get it converting. You know that it actually works. Then you can take that presentation, you can transcribe it and pitch it and repeat it exactly the same way over and over and over again. Um, I know a guy right now, in fact, I met with him by phone, I'm trying to think which day it was, maybe Saturday or Friday or Saturday of last week. And he is running a, a webinar right now on a $4,000 offer. And it's a, an automated webinar. He's running Facebook ads to it. And uh, no, it's, I'm, my apologies. This was a $2,000 <laughs> offer. But he's making on average a sale a day. So he's making a couple of grand a day off of this. Right. And like his EPC, his earnings per click is like $6 and something earnings per click. So it's profit all day long. Um, I want to say he had like $1,600 in traffic costs for $30,000 in sales of this, this product. So it's, it's definitely, and that's pure automation. You know, there's no, he's not there live or anything like that. The there are there are, are uh, alternatives to that, and you've seen a few people do it. Frank Kern did this. If you if you've heard him do his webinar on, um, you know, making money with big ticket coaching or whatever, they at the end he says, "Hey guys, I'm going to grab a, a glass of water here real quick, and then we'll do Q and A." Well, that's the end of his recording, unless in case somebody doesn't know that. That's the end of his recording, and then what he does is he has somebody play that into GoToWebinar for him, and then at the end, when it's time for him to come on, he knows that that Q&A starts at an hour and 10 minutes or whatever the time frame it is. He's sitting there okay. at his desk 
on GoToWebinar ready to do live Q&A. So that's kind of a hybrid of it. And during the webinar, you can have people running chat and stuff like that for you. So there's, there's all sorts of sophisticated ways to do webinars. I teach, I mean, you know, I, I've been doing webinar coaching and helping people create high-converting webinars for the last couple of years. And uh, I've had a product on how to do webinars for maybe three or four years now. But over the last couple of years, more and more people came and said, hey, can you actually help me structure the webinar, structure the funnel, structure the offer, and all that kind of stuff. So I've built a lot of the big high-converting webinars that you see out there in our market. I've been the guy that was behind the scenes helping drive that whole process. And we we base it on the delivery mechanism and the model based on the lifestyle that the person is trying to create and also based on the, the, um, the market that they're going after and their traffic generation mechanism. So it's every person's different. I I wouldn't say well there's you know oh you know automated webinars are so much better. I think they have their place, and I think live has, definitely has its place. I do what I call a 13 week power cycle where I do a live webinar. You said every every seems like every time you turn around I'm doing another webinar. Well, the reason yeah. for that is because I have 13, 13 different webinars and 13 different products that I sell, and I cycle through them four times a year. So every 13 weeks the cycle starts over. And that's I've done that. I actually took about a two year, or a year and a half, two year break from doing that when I was working on our offline business. We were growing an offline business model that we were franchising, and um, I started back doing those webinars about six weeks ago now, seven weeks ago, something like okay. that. Here, here's here's what you got to understand. I mean, think about this. Every single week, I have people joining me and 98% of what they're getting is nothing but pure content. So I always have an offer, and my offers convert anywhere from 10 to 25% on the webinar live, and then with the replay, we have a 50 to 100% jump. So if we um, sell 50 units, let's say, on a live webinar, then we're going to sell another 25 to 50 units afterwards with the replay. And so every week... I'm delivering another webinar and selling another product. So it's constant revenue generation, but it's also massive, massive trust and bonding going on every week. Like, I don't know what you do with your Hangout, but I would suspect your Hangout does the same thing and your radio show. It gives people a chance to come on and and interact with you and bond with you on a continuous basis. Um, Whether or not you have an offer is a whole different thing. But every week with those webinars, it's, you know, so that's a model for me, and I do those live. Those are all live webinars, so I know every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern I'm going to do another webinar. Okay, and I, and I wanted to point pull that point out too, is that you have some consistency there. So it's every Thursday at 4 o'clock that not only do you know for your own business purposes you're doing a webinar, but your audience and people who follow you can get used to the idea that every Thursday at 4 o'clock you're going to have something going on. So I like the idea yep. of the consistency and the pattern in the marketing. And that's what we do. I mean, our radio show is the same date and time every week. Our hangouts are the same date and time every week, and people get used to that. That's why our following on both platforms continues to grow, because they know that around that time, that's when they need to be logged in if they want to catch the next episode. Yeah, and you know, all of my webinars and my products all relate to monetizing your knowledge, experience, and expertise. So they're all around the same theme. But come first of this year, 2014, which is coming up, um, we're actually working on a way that we're going to serialize it and almost create like a, uh, a a recurring brand and theme around those webinars. So it's almost like a TV show, episode one, episode two, episode three kind of thing for 13 weeks, which, by the way, is the same as a season on a television program. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, – People do come to expect it, and if you do it at the same time, um, they'll, you know, they'll look forward to seeing you every week. And I, I swear, I have the same people come on every week, and and new people obviously coming on. But I have the same people, a lot of the same people, and, and you do get to know them. You know their names, you know where they're calling in from, um, you know what they do during their webinars. I had a guy uh, a couple of years ago that came to every webinar week after week after week. And he was on, um, he had a treadmill desk. And so every week when he came, Howard was walking on his treadmill while we were on the webinar. And it kind of became a little running joke, you know, no pun intended, but anyway, <laughs> became a, a joke. Uh, you know, just kind of a little humorous thing between us. I said, hey, Howard, you on the thing? Yeah, you're walking, you know. And I mean, I knew that he was going to be on that treadmill desk 
every single week because of my <laughs> webinars. And what's funny is with that model, and I teach it's a very advanced model to have that many products. And if you don't have that many products, I show people a way to splinter their product. But the um, the the model of that 13-week power cycle is very important because it does build trust and bonding. It creates ongoing regular revenue. But what's interesting is that people will come back week after week after week, and some of them will literally buy every product you release. Some will buy one or two or three products, and and, and I have a whole big ticket back into that. So everybody that buys a product gets opportunity to move up to more expensive investment in themselves and, you know, mastermind-level programs and that sort of thing. So it's, it's there's a method to the madness, but, yeah, the consistency is really important. Right, and and that's very true, and you raise the point, too. Uh, you know, we have a couple of clients like that where every time they launch a product, they can pretty much guarantee that so-and-so is going to buy it. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll pull the trigger on the launch, and we'll just sit back and wait for certain people to show up. And it's even down to the point where we have an idea of who's going to squeak in right before the closing bell. We know who's going to ask for what discount. We know who's going to be like the first one at the door, and we know who's going to be the first one that's going to say, I hope this is actually something new. I'm paying for it. But they keep doing it every time. It's just so funny. Now, I've seen several of your webinars, actually, and I'm especially impressed by the registration numbers and the live turnout percentages you get. What's your secret to getting people to sign up and then getting a lot of them to actually attend live, which is a big struggle that a lot of people face? Yeah, I don't um, I don't think I have exceptional show rates. I have good show rates. Mine are about a third of the people that sign up will show up live um, with some of that, even that some of my good. clients that I've yeah it's pretty good um for a for a house list it's not bad but it 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 could be better but um my registration rates are pretty high i write i write good copy you know good marketing enters the conversation going on in the mind of the prospect so you want to make sure that what you're saying is what they're thinking and feeling and experiencing and and that you're hitting them right between their their eyes as far as their problems. Um, so my registration rates usually hover around 60%, sometimes 68%. Um, That's good. And, you know, which is pretty significant. Um, it can get higher, but that, that's high, I mean, if you think about it. So if I, you know, if, if you were to drive 500 clicks to a page, you would know that you're going to register 250 to 300 people or more. That's, that's a pretty um, – and we'll register more than that, but I'm just giving you an example. But that that's a pretty good uh, registration rate. With cold traffic, those numbers aren't usually nearly that good. Cold traffic, like Facebook ads and stuff like that, your registration can be as low as 10, 15 percent um, on the same page, same copy, same everything. Um, so the the when you think about joint ventures and people driving traffic or using a house list, you know what you've already built of people that follow you. That's the value that they they trust you more and and they're more likely to sign up for your stuff. But um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's knowing your market. You know, you said having and, and I start almost all of my webinars by saying something. You know, I say, you know, I have two goals here today. One is that, and they're in this order. One is that um, you're going to hear some stuff that resonates with you. And I give you so much value that when you get through with this webinar, this workshop, I call them workshops, but with this workshop, you're going to say that JP dude knows some stuff that I need to know and I'm going to stick around a long time and attend every single workshop that I can so that I can learn everything I can from the guy. And then the second thing is that my goal is to make money and so there will be an offer at the end and um, you know, for those of you that want to move forward and, and, you know, take that step with us, then we'll make the offer. But long before that, we're going to give tons and tons of value. Well, what that does is it puts the monkey on my back to make sure that I do deliver high value. And it also plants the idea in their head that, hey, you know what, this guy does know some stuff. And you know what, this was a good webinar. I think I'll come back next week. And so I think my show rate is good or okay, you know, like I said, I for me a third is is I I think you you know that's fine, um, but part of it is my audience has been trained to know that I will offer a replay in most of my webinars. So if they don't get it with, and that's why my my replay sales are so high. Um, you know, think about how many more people must be watching it. If I'm converting ten or or twenty percent, twenty five percent live on the webinar, and then I'm increasing by 50% or doubling that number, 
with the replay, that means an awful lot of people are watching the replay too. So, Exactly. So what should we keep in mind, JP, when designing the content of a webinar? I mean, what should be in there to help us increase our conversions when we get to the point where we make our offer? Uh, that's a big animal. Um, <laughs> well, one thing, don't fall into the trap of useful but incomplete information. I've heard people say that before, and that's a real big mistake. You know, so they'll 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 talk about some stuff, but they keep alluding to the fact all through the webinar that when you know if you'll get the product, you get the whole picture. I think that's a mistake. I think you've got to give people value. Number one, they're sick of pitch fest. So you've got to give people value. But that webinar absolutely has to be structured, and it is a very specific structure. There are very specific components that have to be in there. And if you miss it, if you don't put those components or you get them out of order, you're going to – I call it hearing the crickets, you know, because at the end of the webinar, all you're going to hear is the crickets chirping. You're not going to hear the cash register ringing. And right. uh, and that's no fun. You know, that's no fun at all. And by the way, the only reason I know that is because I've done it myself. You know, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been here too. And, and yeah, I've created products and and launched a webinar and all that. And at the end, I was like, man, I thought this would, you know, knock it out of the park, and it didn't work. So I I know that the things don't work, um, but usually you can trace it back to you are missing some some one of these three critical elements. Either your market, you weren't talking to the right people about a problem that they care enough about that they're willing to put money on the table, or they didn't believe you, meaning there wasn't enough proof, or at the end you didn't do the right things to drive them to take action with a compelling offer, an irresistible offer. And if you, I mean, you've seen me do the webinars, you know I have a very specific way, you know, eight out of ten of my webinars I stack my offer the same way, and it literally is called a stack. Um, you know, I put it, yeah. the, the amount of what's coming and what all's included and the way I do my bonuses and the way I do my value stacking and the way I do my price drops and the way I do my um, fast movers bonuses for buying the day of and on and on and on, the deadlines, all of those compel- those components are vital to maximizing the dollars that you make from the webinar. Right. I think that you're very right about that. And, you know, as I said, I've been there myself. I've heard the crickets like, hello, we're the customers. And I've also had the, oh, my God, I just sold out. I have been on both sides of the spectrum, as have many of my clients. I mean, it's just, and, and again, I, I mean, you can never necessarily predict exactly what's going to happen with the formula in place that can help to increase your chances. So what I want people to get, and this is something that I knew myself, is that when you're planning these webinars, there really needs to be a structure about it. You don't just get on the webinar and start talking. I remember about four or five years ago, I did a joint webinar with somebody. Um, I think it was a three-part series. And, you know, when it was my turn to speak, I always had my content ready. I had my outlines. I had things printed out all over my desk. I mean, I was structure and I was organized about it and uh, then the other person just kind of flew by the seat of their pants to the extent that I had told them before you actually start speaking wait till I point to you to say it's okay because we're recording this remember and it got so bad at one point I actually interrupted him in the middle of what he was saying it's like we're losing the recording we have to pause you and start over that's how bad it was now my side obviously converted a lot better because I had a structure and I had a plan I knew what I was doing I hate to say things like that but it is very true. If you fly by the seat of your pants, you're not going to fly very far. So you alluded to something here, JP, and I really want to bring this out because we you know, do hear so many cases where people make the offer on the webinar and then what they hear is the crickets instead of the cash register. And in my experience, and this is what I tell my own clients, in many cases, the big money in webinars is in the follow-up. Now, you mentioned something about this. To what extent do you find that to be true? Well, I mean, I'm leaving. If I didn't, you know, like let's put it in real numbers. Let's say that a, just for round numbers, a webinar generated ten thousand dollars in sales. If I didn't do the replay, and and I have a very specific process for how I run my replay encores and replays, and how I the, the way I write the emails and create the urgency and all those kinds of things. 
And if I didn't do that on a $10,000 webinar, in other words, I sold $10,000 live, I would be leaving, losing, giving up between $5,000 and $10,000 in additional sales if I didn't do the replay or didn't do it properly. That's a lot. Okay. I mean, that's a serious, serious mistake. So I think follow-up is huge. Um, but there's a deeper level of follow-up, and that is making sure that you have an orchestrated funnel that leads people to the next step beyond that product that they just bought and beyond that webinar. So I, you know, with my 13-week power cycle, they all lead back to big ticket. And you need to know where you're taking people and what that's going to look like. There needs to be a specific process if you're going to drive them to strategy calls or mastermind calls or whatever it's going to be that gives them the upsell opportunity. You you really, really need to have that in place before you ever deliver the webinar. It doesn't mean you can't go do a webinar and make some money on the front end, but the back end money is is huge, huge, you know, part of that whole process. So I I mean you know, it's so big that even you cannot sell something on a webinar and go straight to big ticket. I helped a couple of guys. They had never sold anything over a thousand dollars and most most of their products were four ninety seven and below. But the most expensive thing they'd ever sold was nine ninety seven. I helped them create a program, it was a thirty day training mastermind coaching thing, group coaching program that was going to be three thousand dollars, twenty nine ninety seven. And we what we did, the goal was not to give out a buy link at the end, but just to send people to an application. And we told them how much the program was. We sent them straight to the application, um, had them fill it out. It pre-qualified them. And from that one webinar, we had 84 applications within the first 24 hours So the, for a $3,000 program. 106 or something like that applications within the first 72 hours. So sometimes a webinar instead of it being a front-end product and then you have a big ticket upsell or whatever later, you can just go straight to the big ticket. But that process of following up afterward and making sure that, that you, you know, basically suck every single dime out of the campaign <laughs> is critical or else you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Right, right, right. Now, you have something very special you're going to give us on this call, which I'm really looking forward to seeing myself. But I have... One more very important question I think I really need to drag out here because I think this speaks a lot to how we optimize our webinars and what we need to do to help them convert better. Now, in terms of the kinds of offers that people make on webinars, what have you seen work the best? I mean, you can offer a product. You can offer a course. You can offer a coaching program, uh, a live event. Pretty much the sky's the limit. But in terms of the different types of offers, what have you seen work best? That's a good question. I I don't think there, that you can nail it down to best. I think it, number one, different markets respond to different price points and offers and stuff. But in the best of all worlds, which is what I do, you would mix it up. So you would have, like for example, most of my weekly webinars introduce a product in the one ninety seven to four ninety seven range. This last week I did one at nineteen ninety seven, a $2,000 offer. I have sold up to a $10,000 offer on a live webinar, you know, actually promoted a $10,000 offer. It was a very specialized program. But um, I, I don't think there's any, there's an either or. There are some people that have no desire to develop a big product line. And so in that case, sometimes if they just want to be a coach or a consultant, I'll teach them how to do a webinar every single week where they generate another one or two or three or five or ten coaching clients from that webinar. And they just do that like clockwork, you know, over and over and over and over again, just drive more traffic to it. But that's based on the lifestyle that they're trying to create and the business model they're trying to create. That's why you hear the difference, you know, you've heard people talk about the difference between strategy and tactics. Webinars are a tactic. They're a, a form of marketing, a form of selling. Before you ever get to that, you need to have a strategy in place, and that's how all this fits together. And that includes what you want your business to look like, what you want your revenue to look like, what you want your lifestyle to look like. So I don't think it's a matter of what works best. I haven't found very many things. I'm trying to think of anything that that ever actually – 
I mean, I've had products flop, you know, like some of my products have flopped before and whatever, but I, I have never seen any particular product or industry where we said, oh, no, 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 webinar won't work for that. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm starting this hedge fund. Um, the there, there were some laws, and I don't know if you know anything about the financial community or the capital raising community, but there's a, a thing called the JOBS Act that has nothing to do with jobs, but it's an acronym. But the JOBS Act was passed a year, a year and a half or whatever ago, and it just went into effect this September. And for the first time, these financial vehicles, hedge funds and others, are able to advertise to the general public. They could not do that in the past. Um, so open solicitation was prohibited, like massively prohibited. Um, but now they can. Well, so the way that we're part of what we're going to be doing with our capital raising for this hedge fund is using webinars. So I plan on actually doing, you know, live webinars and driving traffic, driving investors basically, or high net worth individuals to a webinar and presenting what we're doing and, you know, laying out the facts and the details and showing the proof and the industry and all the core story kind of stuff that we do with uh, outside external proof elements and that sort of thing. And the offer, quote-unquote, is going to be, you know, take a look at this vehicle and see if it makes sense for you to invest in it. So I, I, don't, I just don't think there's very many things that you could come up with that you couldn't sell with a webinar because remember what we're talking about. What, do you, what, are, what would you rather do, sell people one at a time or get them all in one room and sell them at the same time? All it is is selling in mass. Right, right. I, I think that's very true. And uh, what we're going to drag out here and really bring to the fore is where you said that a webinar is a tactic, not a strategy in and of itself. Just like I say all the time, there are so many different ways you can market your business. You don't have to do all of them and some that may not make sense for you. I mean, I personally uh, do not like to have my picture taken and I don't like to uh, be on live video, which is why you don't see a ton of pictures of me and you don't, and other than my Google Hangouts I do every Friday, you really don't see too much video that shows my face. I do a video every week for my list. I call it the Tuesday Technology Tip, but it's a Camtasia recording. And as I see it, it's just something I don't want to do, so I don't do it too much. But I like the radio show. I love the radio show. It's the most exciting thing I do every week. I like being a guest on other people's webinars and teleseminars and having people being a guest on mine. It's just a place where I really feel comfortable. So when you think of a webinar as a tactic rather than a strategy, then you get, start to get a bigger picture of how you can really make this work for you. Because as you said, there are so many ways to do webinars. There are so many platforms you can use. There are so many strategies you can put into making this tactic work for you. So we've got just uh, about seven minutes left here. And I want to, first of all, thank you, JP, so much for joining us today. Now, there's two things. You uh, were going to give us a little bit of a special something, a little bit of a free gift for those of us who are listening either on the live radio show or on the iTunes podcast. So if you could share a little bit about that with us. And then also just tell us a little bit how people can connect with you and how you can help people. Yeah, you know what? Um, let me give a couple of options, and I'm going to give that one link out first. And I do, for, for the folks that are listening to this live, because you and I had interacted a little bit back and forth on Facebook, and I wasn't completely clear on whether we could give this link out. So I'm going to give a link out, and if you listen to the show live, give this link, give it about 30 minutes, and we'll make sure that it's working and live for you. Um, so just write it down. So get out a pen and a piece of paper or open a text file or whatever and write this down. You're going to want to write down webinarcashcow.com forward slash Adam, A-D-A-M, uh, webinar cashcal.com forward slash Adam, and we'll make sure that that redirects to get you something very special. And here's what I'm giving away. Um, a lot of people don't know the structure of a webinar, like what should come first, what should come next, what should come after that, what should come after that. And I created, I have probably one of the most simplified blueprints. Uh, there's some very complicated things out there that guys try to, I think they try to make it look complicated so that they can keep people in, in you know, uh, in the fog or whatever. But I have a very simplified blueprint timing-wise of what you should do. So it says from the first five minutes do this, and the next five minutes do this, the next ten minutes do this, and on and on and on. And so I'll give you guys that high-converting webinar blueprint if you'd like to have a copy of it. It's just a little PDF file 
but it will give you that timing so that you'll at least know what you should put where in your webinar, and it'll really cut some of the learning curve off for you. And so you can pick that up. All you do is register, and again, like I said, we'll make sure that this link is working in just a bit, but it's webinarcashcow.com forward slash Adam. But I also love to connect with people. You can connect with me on Facebook. You can just search me in the graph in Facebook, J.P. Maroney, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash J.P. Maroney. That's my page. I also have a profile, so if you want to dig that out, you can find it. And uh, either way, it's fine with me. But connect with me, and you know, send me a note that you heard this show with Adam, and uh, you know what you thought about it, and that sort of thing. I'm sort of digging LinkedIn and getting. I've had a LinkedIn account for a long time. I've got about 1,700 contacts on there and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I haven't spent a whole lot of time. But I've been spending a little bit more time there. So feel free to connect with me in LinkedIn. Uh, the easiest way I think is LinkedIn.com forward slash in i n forward slash J.P. Maroney, or I think you can just, right. you know, search inside there for J.P. Maroney. Either way, connect with me and uh, love to, you know, interact with people, engage with people. If I can answer any questions after this, that's fine. But to get that free gift, it's J.P. Oh, excuse me, it's um, webinarcashcow.com forward slash Adam. Yeah, and for those of you, whether you're listening live or you're listening on the podcast, uh, bear in mind, if you go to businesscreatorsradioshow.com and you look up JP's guest profile, because every guest on the Business Creators Radio Show has a profile, there are a few things you're going to find already. Uh, as soon as JP confirms that uh, webinarcashcow.com forward slash Adam is up and live, we're going to change the link where it says visit JP Maroney's website. We'll change it to that so that you can immediately get this free gift. And then even if you go there now, you can see his Facebook, his Twitter, and his LinkedIn, so you can connect with him as you see fit. So just wanted to make those oh, that's things aware to you as well. Very cool. Dude, you got it all together. Uh, kudos to the way you put your show together. You did a great job. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, and I, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and share. Uh, you know, I'm going to leave with this. I, I learned a long time ago that the more you give, the more you get. But you got to give, give, right. give before you get, get, get. That's law. And um, I'll tell you what, man, you're giving, and I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and give. Well, you know, and you raise a very good point, too, and you said this earlier in our interview as well. When you structure the webinars and when you host the webinars, it can't just be about getting people to give you money. You really have to give away some of your best. And just one thing that comes to mind for me, and I just want to – bring this up is because I've had this conversation with people too where they say well I don't want to give away too much on a free teleseminar or a free webinar because then they'll just take it and then they won't hire me I hear this a lot from accountants and I actually hear it a lot from people who do keynote speeches public speech public speaking and they'll say something like that which is well if I give it all away then why would they give me money you have to think about what you are actually looking to accomplish if you are a service provider who offers a done-for-you type service, I would say the more you give away, the more you'll convert because, I mean, think about your affluent buyer, and I have affluent customers, and there is just something about the affluent customer. They don't need to hear necessarily a long sales pitch. They need to know what they need to know that they have a specific need that you can fill that need and you can demonstrate you know what the hell you're doing so the more you give away the more you accomplish it because they're not trying to learn it and master it for themselves they already know a good bit about it and in some ways they may even know more about it than you but you just have to demonstrate that you are competent and you'll do a great job and the more you give away the more you'll convert and webinars are a great platform for that i just want to bring that out uh, do you have any thoughts on that one Oh no, I I say this all the time. You can't outgive your audience. I have people, I have people that you know. I have public speaking courses and stuff that I teach. Also, people how to get in the speaking business, yeah. and also even how to use public speaking to to sell your products. Um, so give, yeah. basically, going and doing free local speeches and stuff, webinars, speeches. It's all the same. I have people come to me and they'll say, "But what if I give away my best stuff?" And I'm like. If you can tell everybody, if you can tell people everything you know about your topic in an hour, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Period. Right. I mean, that, that, really. That's a good point, too. So, like, think about it this way. If you are an expert and you have an abundance of knowledge and you have an abundance mindset, you can just keep giving and giving and giving and giving, and you never, ever have to worry about did I give away too much information? The more you give, the more they're going to want. 
and people are going to go, holy crap, if the free stuff that he or she has given away looks like this and sounds like this, I wonder what I'd learn if I got their product. It's just going to increase their desire to move faster and further. Yeah, I've gotten some of my best customers on just that sentiment. Wow, the free version is so awesome. I wonder what I get if I actually pay for this. So I think that's a great note for us to cut off on here. So J.P. Maroney, Mr. Monetizer, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Have a great one. You bet. And everybody, this is Adam Homey, businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Take care.